Welcome to the Watering Hole Football Podcast. All right, welcome in. This is the Watering Hole Football Podcast. It's a show where a couple dudes talk about football like you would at your local watering hole. My name is Dylan Lund. And with me is senior scouting expert for the Newport Narwhals, Colton Sorensen. Hey, how's it going? How how you doing today, man? Oh, I'm making it happen. Yeah, I'm making it happen. All right. So uh, today we got to talk about these quarterbacks. What what variety of quarterbacks? Quarterbacks that are coming out in the draft. I like it. Predominantly the top five ish, because there are a lot of varying varying opinions about these quarterbacks a lot of very very different opinions about these quarterbacks yeah i have some gripes that i'd like to get out there yeah but first and i shouldn't have to do this but but i need to i need to get this out and i i really shouldn't have to can i take a guess what is it is it that people are slighting a man that should be in the hall of fame no doubt no, it's a man that deserves no consideration for the Hall of Fame whatsoever. Ah, okay. So with Julian Edelman retiring, people are talking on the social medias and even the mainstream, even the mainstream outlets talking about Julian Edelman as a Hall of Famer. And I'm here to tell you that they're fucking wrong. Is is he not? No. Okay. No. So let me go. Let me go. Let me go through some things. To just paint the picture of why he is not a Hall of Famer. You got some stats to back it up? I got a bunch of stats. All right, let's do it. So, per pro football reference, Julian Edelman has played 137 games in 11 seasons. He has 620 receptions with 6,822 yards and 36 total touchdowns. That seems pretty good. That's Just does like... A normal wide receiver? That seems pretty good. Maybe for like a five-year career? Yeah, for a normal wide receiver. Sure. Right now, Adam Thielen has more touchdowns. Oof. Um, the other thing the, thing, the thing that people are trying to say that he's a Hall of Famer about is because of his production in the playoffs, which, sure, he's second. He, he's played 19 career playoff games. That seems like a lot to me. When I was doing a little more research into some other guys and one in particular that I that I'm going to compare him to, it's it's actually a lot more similar than you think. It's not as many as I was anticipating when I did my research. Okay. So he is second all time in catches in the playoffs with 118. He's also second all time in yards with. 1,442. Okay. I mean, first is Jerry Rice. He's got like 2,200. But there are a lot of guys that are kind of around that 1,000 to 12 to 1,300 range. Okay. And he has five touchdowns in the playoffs. Five in 19 games? Five in 19 games. And everybody talks about him as, you know, oh, he plays his best football in the playoffs. He does all this and that. He has five touchdowns. If he's that great... He would he would be better than that. He would have more. I agree. 
So, I mean, just for a reference on that, Gronk has 14, but he's one of the most <laughs> dominant touchdown machines in the like ever in the league. Yeah, Gronk's a little different. And even right now, Travis Kelsey has nine. Travis Kelsey's a little different. Larry Fitzgerald, he hasn't been there in a while. He hasn't played that many games in the playoffs. He has 10. Larry Fitzgerald is a Hall of Famer. Larry Fitzgerald is a Hall of Famer, and if you say otherwise, you're a fucking idiot. But comparing him to, like, I, I want to compare him to a guy, Heinz Ward. Okay. I feel like they're fairly similar in stature, fairly similar in play style. Yeah. Both of them are seen as these kind of all-around guys, like Julian Edelman. Like, Bill Belichick came out and said that he loved Edelman because of how versatile he was. And, you know, he's really good at blocking, really good at doing anything that the coach has asked him to do. But Heinz Ward was probably the best blocking wide receiver to ever play the game. I would agree with that statement 100%. I mean, he he did everything. So Heinz Ward <clears throat> played 217 games. He had 1,000 receptions. 12,083 yards in his career. That seems better. That's much better. And on top of that, he has 85 touchdowns. That seems way better. That's almost three times as many as Edelman. I would take those stats over Edelman's any day. And now you could say maybe, you know, it's the playoff thing. It's the, you know, he does his damage in the playoffs, all that stuff. Heinz Ward also has 88 catches in the playoffs to Edelman's 118. So they're not super far off. He also has 1,181 yards compared to Edelman's 1442. Again, not that far off. Both of, both of these stats are in the top five all time for the playoffs. But Heinz Ward also has... 10 touchdowns in the playoffs. So if you if you want to say Julian Edelman is the best in the playoffs and he's clutch in the playoffs and all that, Heinz Ward is better. I would agree with he's that 100%. He's better. He's more clutch. If you want to if you want to take into account that Julian Edelman has won 3 Super Bowls and has a Super Bowl MVP, Heinz Ward has 2 Super Bowls and a Super Bowl MVP. So I don't I I don't see a difference. Like so, I, I don't see how I don't see how you could say that Edelman is a Hall of Famer when Heinz Ward right now isn't. I would agree with that statement wholeheartedly. I've kind of been laying back, but I I I don't think you can say Edelman is a Hall of Famer just because he played on a good football team. Right. He had the luxury, the privilege of being on the greatest dynasty that sports will ever see. Seems like a good place to be. With the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. Was he ever the best player on the field? Absolutely not. And if you want to say that because of his three Super Bowls and his Super Bowl MVP that he deserves to be in, then you need to give James White the same treatment because he has three Super Bowls. He has a Super Bowl MVP. He does a lot of work in the playoffs. It's the same thing. James White is not even fucking close. To a Hall of Famer, and neither is Julian Edelman. Accurate. I agree 100%. <clears throat> so, 
I don't think we really need to go into into any more detail about that. He's not a Hall of Famer. I think that's a pretty good argument. That's that's where it's at. That's a pretty good argument. So, how about we transition here and talk about the upcoming rookie quarterbacks? Yeah, so uh, as the senior scouting expert on the show, you're, you got a list, right? I do, and I've put, I've put quite a bit of time into it. So, as a guy who I really hope to be an NFL scout someday, I've been kind of working on my scouting skills for the past three or four years. I put in, I'd say, 30 to 40 hours of tape watching every year. And I don't want to say I'm really good at scouting quarterbacks, but I have a track record being fairly good. I I could say you could attest to that. I mean, we don't have... We don't have, like, any kind of documentation of it. No, but you were there to see it. Sure, we talked about it as as it was happening. Yeah. I will say you got a couple of them right. I got one wrong. Can we bring that one up quick? Oh, which, which one's that? I want to I want to say that I once made a bold prediction. Bold predictions are fun. They are very fun. I like doing bold predictions. I may have predicted that Kyle Laletta, the Rice quarterback who was drafted in the sixth round by the New York Giants, was going to be the next Tom Brady. Kyle Laletta is currently in jail. <laughs> so that's not working out for me so well hey man i mean even the people that do this for a living they get some wrong yeah i just wanted to point that out to say hey i'm not always right nor am i almost always right and sometimes i'm very wrong very wrong but i do put in a lot of work to this and that was a bold prediction i did get a lot of guys right like i did say josh allen in my opinion, was the best quarterback in that class. I remember you also said that uh, Baker was going to be kind of average. I thought Baker was much more average than everybody had talked about. I saw Lamar Jackson as a viable quarterback in the NFL. And I saw Sam Darnold as not necessarily a viable quarterback in the NFL. We'll talk about him later. Okay. Clearly we have different opinions on Sam Darnold, but... I'd like to throw out my top five here. I may go, you know what, I'm going to go one to five. And I'm a little different than the consensus boards, but I think we'll get into it a little bit more. I value some different things. I don't necessarily value, oh my gosh, this is the flashiest guy. Look at all the things he can do on a football field. I look at look at all the things he has done on a football field. So... You're, you're less of a traits guy. I'm less of a traits guy and more of a, hey, can you put it on the field guy? So my top five quarterbacks are Trevor Lawrence, the Clemson quarterback coming in at six foot six, 218-ish pounds. Mac Jones, Alabama, don't know his measurables, but definitely not as good as Trevor Lawrence. Then I have Justin Fields from Ohio State. Then everybody's number two quarterback this year, and I'm not quite sure why, but we have Zach Wilson. And then I have Trey Lance, the North Dakota State quarterback, at number five. Is there any gripes you have with my list at the moment? I mean, not particularly. Like, I've watched watched a little bit of film this year, 
Like, this is the first year that I've started watching film. Like, I want to get better at it. I want to do it more. And I want to kind of get a little bit more into these prospects that are coming in. And, I mean, I got I got no problems with Trevor Lawrence 1. I mean, I don't really think we need to talk a whole lot about Trevor Lawrence. I mean, what what can you say? The dude is good. He's been good. And he will be good. He might, Trevor, he Trevor might have Lawrence. an issue trans, translating right away. See, I don't think so. I think he might have some growing pains, but every the, rookie quarterback has growing pains, right? But everybody's going to look at him as, Oh, he's the next perfect pro, uh, quarterback prospect. And it might not look it at first. Sure. I mean, Peyton Manning's first year was garbage. He did throw like 21 interceptions. It was not good. And they went three and 13. Right. So, I mean, like Trevor Lawrence, he, he is everything that John Elway wants in a quarterback. And more. And more. He's big. He's got a huge arm. He can make every throw. He's fairly athletic. Like, we, we've seen that in the past where he can be athletic. Like, he can make plays with his legs. He can make people miss. He can take 70-yard run to the house. I would say if you're if you're a time guy, I would predict Trevor Lawrence's 40 time would be around 4, 6, 5, 4, 7 or so. Yeah, he's not, he's not slow. He's, I mean, and at six foot six, like he moves well. For right, his he's size. a he's a big dude, and he's got all the athleticism you could ask for with a guy that big. Uh, your number two, Mac Jones. That one's a little that one's a little interesting because there's a lot of people that you know barely even give a second thought to Mac Jones. Like I, you know, I see people literally just talking shit about him. Like he can't he can't move at all. And he's just a product of, you know, the Alabama offense and all the weapons around him. So why do you why do you have him as number two? Because I think there's one thing that translates better than anything else to the NFL game, and that's understanding an offense and how that offense works against a defense. I honestly think that if you don't have the brain to play quarterback in the NFL, you're not going to be a successful quarterback in the NFL. There is just it's the one thing that he, Mac Jones has. Like, you can't take away – he's not going to get worse at reading a defense. He's not going to get worse at knowing when the ball has to come out. And he's he's not the most athletic quarterback, but he's also not unathletic. The he, guy, did, he did run at his pro day, didn't he? Yeah, he ran like a 4.68, 4.7, which is extremely good. I mean, and he's kind of a bigger dude too. Like, he's like 6.3. Six three ish, six two, six three. I'd say probably about two twenty. Yeah, that sounds about right. Two fifteen or so. It he's not the specimen of quarterback that everybody thinks you need, but neither was Drew Brees. Neither is Matt Ryan. Neither is Tom Brady. They don't do all the move stuff that everybody thinks that you need to have in the NFL. Well, what they do is they're really good at moving in the pocket and getting away from pressure. And knowing, you know, going back to what you're saying about knowing when to get the ball out, where to get the ball out, reading the defenses. Like, even if he can't move as as good as, like, a Justin Fields or a Trey Lance or even a Zach Wilson, like, he knows where his hot guy is going to be. He knows how to get, he knows when to get the ball out. And so, you know, that... I, I feel like the one thing that Mac Jones does better than any other quarterback that I've seen since 
I don't want to go back that far. But he he is elite at timing. He knows where his wide receiver is going to be before his wide receiver thinks about being there. There's one thing. You can watch Mac Jones on many plays, get through all four reads on the play, and then go back to the one read, and he's open then. And yes, he can do all that because the Alabama offensive line is really good, but he also knows how to keep himself away from the danger that's coming. It, he doesn't have to be mobile because he knows where he needs to place himself. And that, that is what people, I think, are missing. They're just not seeing that he is good at navigating the pocket. So what I think a lot of people are looking at is they're kind of comparing him to the athleticism of the rest of the class. Like Trey Lance and Justin Fields are absolutely incredible athletes. Yes, they are. Like, 100%. And Zach Wilson's got some athleticism to his game and Trevor Lawrence. They're all more athletic than Mac Jones. They are, so, they are all your dual threat ability quarterbacks. Right. So what what I'm curious about is where would you put... So do you think Mac Jones would, would be looked at a little differently if he came out, say, last year instead? I think so, because I think he is very comparable to Joe Burrow. Like if like if if he had this season that he did this year last season, I think he could be. He would probably be above Tua, because of his timing, his ability, Tua's injury. I think you would value him above Tua in that class, and at at that rate, you would value him above Herbert because at that point nobody had Herbert above Tua, and no nobody knew that Herbert was gonna come into the league and actually be successful, especially that early because last year, like the offense that Oregon ran for Justin Herbert was absolutely terrible. It was bad. It was really bad. So nobody, nobody knew about that, but just like, um, I mean, I want to kind of touch on the, the comp to Joe Burrow a little bit. So like, what, what do you see in both of them that, you know, make you think that they're kind of similar? Well, the big thing that everybody talked about with Joe Burrow was he was really good against the blitz. That's the one thing that he did is he stood in the pocket and he knew he had the pocket presence to be able to stand in there and throw. That is the one thing that Mac Jones is extremely comparable to Joe Burrow at. I'm not going to say that Mac Jones is above Joe Burrow and I don't expect anybody else to. I just feel like Mac Jones is of the same, he's cut from the same cloth as Joe Burrow. He's kind of the same archetype. Right. Like they're just similar play styles, similar, you know, like they, because I know both of them, they don't have like the strongest arms. They're both not super athletic, but I mean, when I was watching Joe Burrow last year, he did seem like he had good timing on things. He was really, really good at the back shoulder throws yep those are one of his best things and it just seems like like i'm actually i'm a little confused on why not more people have kind of seen those similarities between burrow and mac jones i think it's because they're blinded by the tools of everybody else all of a sudden tom brady is Still winning Super Bowls, but he's not doing it in spectacular fashion. You have 
um, Pat Mahomes, sorry, Patrick Mahomes, I apologize. Um, he's doing all these fancy things, jumping, throwing from different arm angles. You have Aaron Rodgers, who's been the most skilled quarterback, and everybody is getting caught up in that and thinking that that's what they need to have a successful team in the NFL. You need to have that guy that has, you know, every single trait they got. They can do all the arm angles. They can do, you know, all these crazy different throws. Right. And I, I'd like to bring up, this is the one player I go to a lot of times when people talk about the traits. And that is Josh Freeman. He's drafted in the first round by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He had the biggest arm I have ever seen. Like the dude had an absolute cannon of an arm. He was six foot five. He ran fast. He, he was like the prototype quarterback and he did nothing in his NFL career because he didn't have the brains to play the quarterback position. So I think people are just getting caught up in the tools too much and forgetting that there's other things that need to happen to be successful at quarterback. Which I think kind of, that'll kind of take me to my next quarterback in Justin Fields, who he is that elite upside guy. Like, Justin Fields has a Cam Newton running style. He has an arm that he can throw 60, 65 yards down the field. He can throw on the run. He's he's tough. Like in the Clemson game, he got knocked around and he stood in there. And like he is the traits guy that everybody thinks he is. He just has a problem with reading defenses sometimes. He makes inconsistent throws, and like it just doesn't always seem like he's on the same page with the rest of the offense. But with having all of the traits that he does, like that's why he is above Zach Wilson, in your opinion, because he has more of the ability? I think I've seen him do it longer. Like some of the things that Zach Wilson does, I don't, I don't want to jump and get into Zach Wilson too much, but Justin Fields is, he doesn't try to make it stylish. He just, he is that smooth athlete. When he needs to throw off balance, he throws off balance. When he needs to tuck the ball and run, he tucks the ball and runs. It is a little too often for my liking, and that's, I, I do kind of knock him on that a little bit. Like, sometimes I'd like to see him stand in there for a couple seconds longer behind a really good Ohio State offensive line and just wait until his third read or fourth read comes open. Like, that's that's a knock that you're not going to get away with that in the NFL. So, I mean, I, I've watched a little bit of fields, and, I mean, from my perspective, somebody who hasn't watched a lot of film, I don't know. Like, I, it, it's hard for me to tell what the coaches are asking him to do. Yep, that, but that's hard for even people that watch a lot of films. Right, too, so. but just like to me, like in the pocket, he, like his feet just seemed like the only way that I could describe it was lazy. Like all the other quarterbacks, like their feet are kind of always moving and ready to throw, where Fields just kind of, I mean, I, I like I also don't know if it was part of the offense where they wanted it. Like if it was just the quick stuff where he would just kind of take one step, sit there and then rip it. 
but like sometimes it just it looked a little lazy so i think i don't want to say that i know what it is for sure but that it seems like he's overly confident in the pocket but at the same time trust where he's at but i've also seen tom brady do that like i've seen tom brady take a snap he literally just turns sideways stands there and waits for his guy to get open but you know it's a it's a quick route or something so it's not that long so he just he takes the snap he turns and finds his open guy and throws it like he's i like i don't know if that's something that they teach or anything like that i don't think it's necessarily something you teach cuz Tom Brady is one of the only quarterbacks in the NFL that does that. Um, And Tom Brady, the one thing that makes him good at it is he knows when the pressure's coming. Right. Tom Brady knows when he needs to get down. He doesn't take unnecessary hits. He He knows to throw the ball away when he needs to. And it's a knock on Justin Fields because he doesn't necessarily notice that pressure. Sure. He's locked in on that one read and... As if that read's not coming open, he usually likes to pull it down and run, but he doesn't have the peripheral vision at this point to watch what's happening in the pocket. So a lot of times you'll see him pull it down to run, and he almost panics because he realizes that the pocket's closing in on him, where Tom Brady will see that, and he'll slowly move his feet to get into a throwing lane. I, I, I just think Justin Fields needs a little bit more work at understanding that he's he's going to be pressured, and when he is pressured, he needs to not necessarily run right away, but make faster decisions. But like I can also see where like if you if you do that kind of drop where it's not really a drop at all, like where you just you know, you take the shotgun snap and you just kinda of turn and kinda of wait for your guy to get open, you know, that doesn't that doesn't give you any depth. So that means like if you have like edge guys screaming off the edge to come and get you, your tackles will have an easier time to kind of push them around you because you're not getting that far back and they won't be able to like come and meet you at your drop point. You're already ahead of them. So you don't have to step up to a point, but it's not necessarily about depth. When you're moving your feet, you're, you're able to, when that pocket starts, you're, you're not a sitting target. When you're sitting target, the defensive ends and the defensive tackles know where you are. They don't have to look up if they know that your feet are set. They know exactly where they need to go so they can focus on the guy in front of them, and then they look up and you're still in the same spot. That's when it becomes an issue. But it does kind of sharpen the angle, and it would make it harder for them to get around the tackle at that sharp angle to go and get you. Sometimes, but it, it he was an easy target for blitzing linebackers. That was one thing that he he had a real issue with is when a linebacker would come on, like if the linebacker was in man coverage against the running back and the running back didn't go out for a route. So then the, that turns the linebacker into a green dog, which means that that linebacker is free to rush or drop. And a lot of times when they rushed, he didn't see that pre-play. So he didn't know that they were coming in and he was a sitting target and he got rocked a few times. I mean, at the same time, I, I did see a few times where they tried to hit him and they couldn't bring him down, which that, I feel like it works in college. Right. I feel like in college, like it, it's a little easier to have guys bounce off you, but 
I mean, we've seen guys like, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, um, other bigger guys that can just, they can absorb a hit and just kind of keep going and find a way to get rid of the ball. So maybe he can, maybe he can kind of get better at the vision, get better at the pre-play diagnosing of stuff to try to try to see that stuff earlier and then maybe exploit, you know, whatever he can like with that, with his athleticism, if he needs to. Yeah. I think, I think that's a fair point. Um, I would just like to see him be a little bit more, more conscious. Like that's, it, it does seem like he's lazy sometimes and I don't think he is lazy, but he just, it just kind of looks that way. He has that nonchalant look to him that, it doesn't necessarily hurt him, but it, it really doesn't help him a lot of times. Right. So that that is something that can be worked out, and that's why I have a little bit more faith that he could be a good player than the next guy I'd like to talk about in Zach Wilson, who he does have that he moves his feet well in the pocket. He throws from every arm angle. He's got a cannon of an arm. At least everybody thinks so. Because what I see on tape is when he throws a deep ball, he he underthrows a lot of them. And I don't know if it's because he just doesn't get it there or his his deep throws look like they die off at the end, unlike any other quarterback in this class. It just seems it seems like they get caught up in the wind and I I don't like how that looks. He also is very he plays a lot of hero ball. He's the kind of guy that he wants to be. How do I say it? He wants to be the guy that you watch on the field. He wants to be the guy that everybody's eyes go to. That's why he's making these fancy flips and he's running and launching a ball. He's making the, the no look shovel pass. That was some of them were absolutely terrible. Oh yeah, he almost threw a pick on it. Yeah. Almost threw it right to the D tackle. I the thing that bugs me the most is everybody talks about how good and accurate he is. And yes, he has some throws where they are pinpoint, they are thrown on a rope. Beautiful NFL passes. But then there's also plays that you look at it and he's throwing right to a defender or he's waiting two steps too long to get the ball to a wide receiver and it's getting the wide receiver killed or he decides that the underneath wide open pass isn't the one that he wants and he throws it deep into double coverage and his wide receiver bails him out of in the NFL it would have been a pick that's what I had so I watched a little bit of him too and from what I've seen like I feel I put a lot of weight I mean, what little scouting I've done. I put a lot of weight into, like, ball placement for quarterbacks. Like, I feel like that's pretty important. And uh, on a lot of his vertical routes, a lot of the deep stuff, especially, like, he kind of throws a lot of jump balls. Like, it's a jump ball, but it's not, like... It's not a only-your-guy-can-get-it jump ball, which which is fine. Like, But, like, his guys did bail him out a lot. Which I I think that's... His wide receivers were really good compared to the competition they were playing against. Yeah, but like... At the same time, like... I like the aggressiveness. I like... I like the aggressiveness of throwing it down the field. 
and so like it it's one of those things where I like that he took the shot but I also don't like how the throw went but it was still a good play so it's kind of that weird middle where it's like I like what you did but I want you to do it better because that wasn't very good but it still worked so like I don't know there's just a lot of I'm gonna make a comp that I haven't told you about I've been sitting on it for a while okay and I have not heard the comp because nobody wants to admit that he might be this bad he is Jameis Winston he is that all or nothing chuck it deep I may miss a lot of times, but man, am I going to look good when I make it. The dude plays like Jameis Winston. I mean, that's 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 pretty good. That's <laughs> I've been sitting on that. Nobody nobody is admitting that yeah, he didn't throw the picks in college. No, he only threw um he threw 3 interceptions last year. 33 touchdowns, 3 interceptions. I I watched six games of his all the way through on film because I feel like I'm in the minority. I'm the only guy that's looking at him as I don't think he's necessarily a lock to be a great player. Yeah, everybody else says he's the next Patrick Mahomes because of all the stuff he can do with his arm. I would also like to say, before I get into my next point, I am not saying that he can't be a good player. I think I'm going to come off as seeming like I I 100% don't think he's going to be a good player, but it's not that. I I just have trouble seeing how everybody is putting him as a lock to be great. It it's just not like that. He's not that he has a low floor. So basically if like, you know, on a scale of 1 to 10, if his if his potential with all of, with all the talent that he has, would you say his potential is probably like a 10? Like with the skill, Eight. with the traits, like he's okay that's that's a pretty high potential absolutely he so he what, has the the he has the traits right but then the floor that's kind of where it three comes back down the floor and then, is three and i think in that jets offense which i'm assuming is where he's gonna go i mean sam darnold's gone who else are they gonna take they're not gonna help him he's he's gonna look so bad this first year and people are going to, I don't know if it's going to open their eyes or if they're going to blame the coaching staff or what they're going to do, but I don't see a situation where he just looks incredible this year. I Even if you have a good quarterback on the Jets football team, they're just not good. I feel like for Zach Wilson specifically, people would just make excuses. Probably. Like what's going to happen is they're going to be really bad. He's going to be really bad. Like, worse than Sam Darnold. And what's going to happen is they're going to be like, well, what happened? This guy was supposed to be the next Pat Mahomes. He was supposed to be this guy that can make all the throws and carry your team and do all that stuff. Which, but, which, which he could be. Which he could, but the first year, I really don't think so either. Like, I, I see the inconsistency. I hope I'm wrong. I really, I want every quarterback to be as good as they can be because that makes for incredible football in the NFL. And good football. Good football is so fun to watch. Good football is fun. So I, I want to be wrong, but like I was saying earlier, I was watch, I watched six film or six full football games of Zach Wilson on film. 
in those six football games, I, I made some predictions on some balls that he threw, and I also counted the drops by defenders. I counted nine interceptions that I believe would have been interceptions in the NFL. In six games, nine interceptions. That's not great. That's coming up towards your, like, 22, 23 picks in the NFL. And that's against college guys, let alone linebackers that coverage way, or cover way better, safeties that know how to get there faster. I just, Windows that are going to be 50% smaller. Right, I just and don't go away so much quicker. I don't think he's NFL ready yet. He he doesn't have sure, some of the things he did looked really good. He did have some very pretty throws. Like his I, his 5-yard out routes, best I've ever seen. I will admit I'm kind of a Zach Wilson fan, but that kind of goes back to me being a I, I like fun guys. Like Zach Wilson's a fun player. Like he's making all these highlight plays. He's doing this. He's doing that. He's a fun player. I think your mind might be changed after this coming year. Probably. I I think you might not think of him as a fun player anymore. Well, well, maybe not necessarily that because you can be a bad player and still be fun. Name one. Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's not bad. Okay, he's like... That's a bad example. He's average. Everybody likes Ryan Fitzpatrick. So right, you, he's you a can't fun come player. In on that. If he was good, then how has he been on like 17 different teams? He's 39 years old. I understand that. He's 39. And his he, best seasons were like his last three years. Nobody likes his chest hair. I don't know. Maybe everybody loves it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense, but he's good. Okay, that's, okay, that's so a bad a, diff- example. a bad example. A, a good example, I honestly would be Jameis. Jameis is a fun player. I like had him you, in fantasy you two gotta, years in a row. You so got to give it to him. I he's agree. entertaining. He's fun. He's going to throw all of the interceptions. Man, he loves eating those L's, man. Loves uh, W's, sorry. W, he loves eating those W's, <laughs> man. <laughs> I that That is a comp that I've been sitting on for a while, and I knew that, it doesn't match up perfect because they are kind of different players. Zach Wilson runs a little bit more. I think he's way more mobile. But Jameis is another one of those guys that he has so many traits. Jameis has a cannon for an arm. He plays YOLO ball. He, like that, he that's... fucking rips it. <laughs> I, like, it's, it's fun to watch every time it's picked off. It's just great. Well, it's fun to watch because you don't know who's going to catch every single pass he throws. Every pass he throws is a Hail Mary. <laughs> Every single one of them. Even if they're short balls. Like, it's a 50-50 ball with the fucking defensive end. It's fantastic. But that that's Zach Wilson to me. It's just, it's very raw. It's not... But at the same time, though, Jameis was still a number one pick. I want to pick him number one. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that, did he work out as a number one pick? Because I don't think so. I mean, but but I I could see why people are talking about him at number two to the Jets because you know even if your comp is very good, which I think it is, like Jameis was a number one pick, so yeah, he, taking he the was, guy, but he shouldn't have been. I mean, it it is also a lot of guys have been taken that have traits. Yeah, a lot of guys. I don't disagree. I just I'm a guy that I would do it a different way. Like that's, I think that's the point of my quarterback rankings is 
I'm I'm different. I and I've been fairly accurate on it at least through the beginning parts of quarterbacks' careers because I look at the stuff that would make them translate right away. And I don't necessarily put all the I don't put What's the word I'm looking for? I don't put all the all the weight? All the we- there you go. All the weight. I don't put all the weight onto the traits like everybody else does. I I when I hear people talk about Zach Wilson, I hear them talk about Oh my gosh, he's so perfect. Like he, the traits are important though. He like makes they they are plays and nobody talks about the bad plays. Nobody. And they just ignore the bad plays when they happen. Because the good plays are so flashy. Because they see that that's my thing. Like I I've realized that Teams see what Pat Mahomes can do, what Aaron Rodgers can do. Can do. And not, they, not will do. And they go out and they're like, we got to get ourselves a Pat Mahomes. We got to get ourselves an Aaron Rodgers. So they find the guy that looks the part as close as they can get. I would like to point out, well, I'll ask a question here. How many Pat Mahomes are there? One. How many Pat Mahomes will there ever be? One. So why are you looking for Pat Mahomes? Because he's the guy that's... Go- that. Like I, I feel like the league looks at Pat Mahomes and they're like, this guy is going to be the prototypical guy for the next 15 to 20 years. We want to get a guy that looks like that. We yep. want to get a guy that can run. Talks we- like a frog. <laughs> we want to get a guy <laughs> that can make literally any throw anybody has ever attempted. You want to know another guy that pretty much makes every throw? Maybe not as flashy. Maybe not as spectacular and fun to watch. The The guy that's won seven Super Bowls. that The guy that has been the greatest quarterback our game has ever seen. The guy that's playing at 42 years old now. Has no traits whatsoever. Has not. He looked like crap in a freaking college uniform like he looked like he was a bum the worst pro day ever yeah like it's it's not all about traits there's so much more that goes into it that just everybody passes by and that brings me to my fifth ranked quarterback trey lance the hometown guy we're both from minnesota we're vikings fans he's from minnesota he's he's tall he's the gophers didn't give him an offer Oops, he's tall, he's athletic, he hasn't thrown any interceptions. He, sorry, he's thrown one interception. He, he is extremely good looking as a body throwing a football. He is just a body throwing a football to wide open targets running down the field every single time. And sometimes he misses by half a fucking football field. I, I so I, I looked at a couple of highlight videos of Trey Lance and great runner. Oh my God, the dude is athlete. He is an athlete. Like yeah. he is a premier athlete. Absolutely. But every throw that was a touchdown, you hear the announcer and Trey Lance throws to a wide open receiver. Like yes, and they they were. I think my argument for or against Zach Wilson is his wide receivers bailed him out so much. I think my argument against Trey Lance is his wide receivers didn't need to bail him out because there was no do defenders. There was no one around him. I mean, at this point, North Dakota should probably just 
bump up a level? They should be in the FBS. Like they should probably be in the Big Ten. Well, maybe not the Big Ten. They should be in the MAC conference. Sure. Playing football against Appalachian State and like Temple and Tulane and stuff like that. Yeah, they're they're not an FCS school, which I I have to take something away from Trey Lance, but I also have to I have to give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt because he he was so much of a superior athlete that you got to assume he might be good. We just haven't seen him have to use anything yet. That That's the difference between him and Zach Wilson, in my opinion, is Zach Wilson has shown us everything he has. He's shown us every tool, every club in the bag. Trey Lance has thrown us or shown us that he can throw it deep and he can run real good. He He's, I mean, so going off the stats of the 2019, because... You know, they only played the one game this year. It, was just, it, that, was, it wasn't a good game for him. That shouldn't have counted. They didn't have any practice leading up to the game. Right. They, they weren't prepared. They didn't run a game plan. You just throw that one out. That's just an outlier. But, I mean, in the 2019, like, you know, everybody's talking about the 28 touchdowns and the zero interceptions. Really good, yeah. He probably didn't throw into a tight window the entire season. I mean, I've heard I've heard from PFF he threw into like seventeen tight windows that would have been considered hard catches to make. Seventeen. How, do you know how many passes he threw? I I don't have that. I I can't imagine that's a high percentage of passes right. in the tight windows. But like, so you can see that you know he threw the twenty eight touchdowns. It was twenty seven. 86 for yards which is good which is good i mean he but he also added 1100 yards and 14 touchdowns on the ground the the dude is one hell of a runner like he is built to run the football yeah and that so the same thing with justin fields um trevor lawrence and trey lance that gives them a floor that is something that it, it will translate. If you're an athlete like that, it's going to translate to the NFL. But it, as you can see from Lamar this year, it's not everything. It's not sustainable, usually. Like, Lamar is a freak of nature. He's different at running the football than possibly any quarterback he's, we've ever seen. He's one of the best runners of the ball, just in general. Yeah. So, I, I don't think Trey Lance is going to be at that level. I don't think Justin Fields is going to be at that level. I, I don't necessarily... I can't say that Trey Lance is as good or better throwing the football as Lamar Jackson. I can't say Justin Fields is necessarily better right now, but I think he will be at throwing the football than Lamar Jackson. So, like, it it's really hard to grade guys like that and say that they'll translate because some of it will and some of it won't. Right. And like the thing that worries me about Trey Lance is like, I mean, they ran him a lot. Yes, they did. Like they ran him a lot. So it's a little worrying for me that he, you know, for one, he's, 
small school. It's an FCS school. They, their team was far and away better than any of the competition about 80 to 85% of the time. There's probably a couple close ones in there, but um, with being from the small school, like he never really, they never asked him to play quarterback as much as these other guys had to play quarterback. Like Trey Lance had wide open guys to throw to and he ran the ball. It didn't seem like he was asked to do the things that a quarterback in the NFL is going to need to do. Trey Lance had 11.6 air yards per attempt, which is in like huge. That means on average, he was throwing past the first down line on every single play ball on average on average. That was an average throw was past 10 yards past 11 yards past the line of scrimmage. And he threw 288 times that that's not a lot to have seen even at that level of a guy throwing the football. Right. It's just that, not enough. And he only played that 2019 season. Like he, and he ran the ball 169 times. Right. But that's what I'm saying. Like he, he wasn't asked to really play quarterback the way these other guys were asked to play quarterback. So, like, so I think was, it's hard to say what he could become. Like person, like I, I'm not really a huge fan of Trey Lance, but like I can understand drafting him for the upside, drafting him for the athleticism, for like he does have a really big arm, like he can throw the ball really well. It's just his accuracy is not that consistent, and I don't really trust the body of work that he's put in so far. So like I can understand him taking in the first round, but I think yep. it's more of like a back half of the first round. Like what happened with like Jordan Love last year. Like I view Trey Lance a lot similar to Jordan Love. I I like Jordan Love better than Trey Lance. I like Jordan Love better than Oh. I you know what? I like Jordan Love better than Zach Wilson. And I think the thing for me is Jordan Love has some of those measurables that you just you can't teach. The guy's got the biggest arm I've ever seen. Like, it's a fucking rocket. He's also inconsistent at throwing, but if you're going based on just upside, I'd take Jordan Love over Zach Wilson. The I think where I differ from everybody else is if I'm going to pick in the top ten, I'm not taking I'm not taking Trey Lance in the top ten. I'm not taking just traits. You just you can't. You can't take just traits. You need a guy that you know can make an impact. There like I can see you taking Justin Fields because I've seen him make good decisions more often than not. He just has those every now and again he has those lapses of judgment. You you can take your Mac Jones because he's guaranteed to at least be average. Like it's He's going to be Baker Mayfield to Matt Ryan. It's somewhere in there. That's that's almost like that's where he's going to be as long as he gets taken to the right situation. Right. And I, I've heard like with Mac Jones, I've heard people say that, oh, all he's going to do is he's just going to come in and he's just going to run your offense and, you know, just kind of do what you ask him to do. And I'm 
since when is that a problem? Right. Like, how many teams are looking for a guy that can just run the offense that they're asked to run and make the plays that they call work? So, as an Like, Al- I don't see that as a bad thing at all. Absolutely not. As an Alabama fan, I would like to say Steve Sarkeesian was an incredible offensive coordinator. And... He So in the past, he's worked for the Atlanta Falcons when they were dominant. With Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. A guy that I think is pretty similar to Mac Jones. Mac Jones less of an arm than Matt Ryan, but I, I view them as very similar. Steve Sarkeesian this year said he was able to open up his offense on a college football team more than he's ever opened it up before. Because every day that he came in and expected Mac Jones to struggle, Mac Jones was already two plays ahead of him in the playbook. Mac Jones is, he is that guy that he's going to come in prepared. He's going to do exactly what you ask of him. And that's good. That's a good thing. Why are we looking at this as, oh, he can only do what you ask of him? Because he doesn't have the traits. See, the, the, the thing that I will give a little bit of merit to with people kind of shitting on Mac Jones, because let's be honest, like people are just shitting on Mac Jones. and that People said that he was slower than a truck, like a park truck. Right. I've heard that before. That's not accurate. So what I will say, though, is he he has less of the ability to do things off script. It doesn't mean he can't. I, un- I understand that, but he he's probably going to be less effective off script than, you know, most of the other guys. I don't know about Trey Lance because I don't... He- I don't he doesn't have the tools to do it off script, but sometimes there there's like a, an advanced feel for the game that if you watch guys, one guy that's extremely good at this and who is the one guy that you would never expect to leave the pocket. He just retired this year. Breeze. No, the other one rivers, Philip rivers. Do you want to know a crazy thing about Philip rivers? I love the Chargers. I'm a big Chargers fan. Don't ask me how. It's a long story. But Phillip Rivers was one of the best quarterbacks I've watched that when the play broke down, he didn't run anywhere. He literally moved throughout the pocket with turtle speed, and he threw his little shot put style (laughs) of throw, and the dude got like 5,000 yards multiple seasons. Like... That that is successful in the NFL. You don't need the traits to do that. I want the only guy that has those traits that's consistently throwing like that is Aaron Rodgers. He's the only guy that has consistently done that over history. Been that traits guy and been consistent over many years in the NFL. You Pat Mahomes is number two. He'll probably do it for a long time. Right. We every, Everybody's assuming Mahomes is just going to be able to do it. But th- those are the only two players that have ever been in this type of mold. So I would like to see you at, at least have faith in the mold that's been good enough or even Super Bowl winning with Joe Flacco, who I don't think ever moved his feet once in his life. That there, you can win Super Bowls, and that's the ultimate goal of NFL is to win Super Bowls. The teams that do that have good coaching. 
good teams around a quarterback that doesn't fuck up. So that is the Super Bowl winning deal. So then it, cause the 49ers traded up to three and we're assuming Trevor Lawrence is going to be gone. We're assuming Zach Wilson is going to go two to the jets. Yes. So then there, that, that begs the question, like do, so you trade up to three. I'm assuming you have, you have to assume it's a quarterback. I, I would assume it's Justin Fields. I, I can't see them trading up for a guy that was expected to be there in Mac Jones unless Kyle Shanahan and who's their GM? Do we know? John Lynch. John Lynch. I, I can't imagine them trading up going for a guy unless they had some inkling that another team really liked him too. But Mac Jones is... He's ready to fill the role that that team needs right now. Do you think he's a better fit than Justin Fields? Right now. I think eventually Justin Fields could be a better fit. Do you think long-term... Okay, so like if you're the GM and you're making this decision and you want to, you know, see... Like you want to make the best decision for now and long-term, like what what would you do? Mac Jones. Even for the long-term? Yeah, because I think he's a higher floor. And they're... The, the way that team is put together is they're ready to compete right now. All they need is a guy that is really good at doing what they need him to do right now. They have a good defense. Shanahan's going to get a good running game going. They have good weapons. They have a pretty good offensive line. It's, it's Alabama in California. What? It, he's going to be... Mac Jones is the best person to run that offense for sure for the next two years. In, in this quarterback class that's going to be available. At this point, do you think he'd be better than Garoppolo? Cause, yes. Because that's the thing that they would need to wrestle with. Like, if they're going to take a guy at three... He is absolutely better than Jimmy Garoppolo. I think Mac Jones will probably end up being better than Kirk Cousins. And Kirk Cousins is better than Jimmy Garoppolo. But I'd, I'd say by a fair fair margin. I think... Mac Jones can do what Kirk Cousins does, but also have the pocket presence not to get caught from behind, not to fumble the ball all the time. So I think there's a higher floor there. And that, in my opinion, if you're the 49ers and you're ready to compete now, you get the guy that you don't have to sit and wait for. I mean, the Kansas City Chiefs did do it where they got their quarterback that they wanted in the draft and they let him sit for a year and they were a good team. So like, I wouldn't be mad if they took Justin Fields because he does have the higher upside. I feel like he's also got a fairly high floor compared to Zach Wilson and Trey Lance. In my well, opinion, he's got a little bit more of that floor with the, with the athleticism being able to run. He's got the running game and he, he has shown that he, in big games, it doesn't necessarily rattle him. And that's that's valuable. That like, is one thing that gotta... I've seen with Justin Fields is he does seem like a guy that just... He does seem very kind of calm and just kind of going through, you know... He, he doesn't ever really seem to panic. No. Where... Just, Justin Fields is this year's Joe Burrow and nothing phases him. 
that he's he's the best guy at keeping a level head in this year's draft class. I think the one that's the worst at it is Trevor Lawrence, I guess. Although he's very consistent with his you you can see him get excited and you can see him get frustrated where I think most of the other quarterbacks in this class are very almost no personality except Zach Wilson who's arrogant all the time. Hey man, everybody likes that swag. No, the headband sucks. Get that headband out of there. Oh, come on. Just let him have it. I don't have hair. So like just for let me, him have headbands it. suck cuz I can't use them, okay? But yeah, I guess and in, in closing, and go, well, going back to Trevor Lawrence, I think it should be said that he had a dog shit offensive line his entire career there. Every year, every year, he was running for his life, and he, nobody has said a thing. He about had it. a horse shit offensive coordinator every year too. It he had the equivalent of the Oregon offense last year for Justin Herbert. It, they're they're not letting him do what he's good at, except sometimes. And that's why people are downgrading him. That's why Chris Sims has Trevor Lawrence as the number two quarterback and Zach Wilson as the number one, because Zach Wilson is a throwing machine. He never misses a throw. He's got all the skills you want. Just ridiculous. With all of the terrible line, the terrible offense, and all that stuff, and Trevor Lawrence still came in, his freshman year and won a title. Yes. See, I think I think people are kind of and it it was dominant. Yeah. It was not it was not like he didn't have any freshman moments. There was zero. The the kid came in and he dominated. Every time he was on the football field as an Alabama fan, I w- hated to watch it cuz he was so good and I I knew that I couldn't look and say, that guy's not as good as everybody says he Yeah, he is. He's he's really fucking good. See, but they've been saying it for the last three years now, so that's why I think, you know, some people are kind of souring on him because he's been at the top, like, after probably about halfway through his freshman season. They're like, this dude's a number one pick. Like, yep. mark it down in 2021 when the draft happens. Trevor Lawrence will be the first name called. What's your favorite food? Tacos. You eat tacos three weeks in a row, you think you're going to get sick of them? Personally, no, but... R- really? Yeah. You don't think you'd get old, like, even slightly? Because I feel like that's the Trevor Lawrence thing. You eat your favorite food three weeks in a row or three years in a row or whatever, it's probably going to get a little old after a while. So, I get it, but I mean, it doesn't but, mean it's not good. But I, But I still put Trevor Lawrence well ahead of the other guys. Like, it's Trevor Lawrence tier of his own... And then take a little bit, and then there's the rest of them. So, who do you have a second ranked on your list? See, that's tough for me, because, like, I... Have I have I changed your mind yet? Because I feel like you're a Zach Wilson at two guy. I do like Zach Wilson. Like I said, he's fun. Fun, fun players are my kind of thing. Like, How many times have I shown you film and shown you exactly what I'm seeing? No, 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 I get it. How... How no one else notices it. I get it. So, like, Trevor Lawrence is at one. Yep. And Trey Lance is at five. Okay. And then the rest of them... 
It, de- uh, it depends take, on the you're day. You're taking the easy way out. It I depends it. on the day. Like, How about today? How are you feeling today? Have I swayed your opinion at all today? See, I, Did I do my job right? I still like Wilson. Oh, no. But it's, it's for the upside. Like, his arm is better. Like, it can be better. Like, I, I understand. You're telling me all these things. You're trying to get me to not see Zach Wilson as everybody else does. And I don't think I view him as highly as some other people do. But I still like him. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to tell anybody who they can and can't like. That's not that's not why I do it. I, I just, I want people to understand where I'm coming from. You want, where you want I them watch, to see what you see. I watch so much film. I, you saw me earlier this year when I was watching ten to eight to ten hours of film a night, and a lot of it was on Zach Wilson because I just didn't understand it. It got to me, man. I got so frustrated. There was a point there where I had to stop watching film for like two weeks because I was just mad. I didn't I didn't see what everybody else saw. I didn't understand what all the hype was about. And everybody at that time was talking, oh, Zach Wilson's the greatest quarterback I've ever seen. Zach Wilson can do all this. Next Pat Mahomes. I, and I, I finally came to terms with it that I just, it, it's, he's not for me. Like, in my opinion, and I think this will transition us into our next topic a little bit. In my opinion, the Jets made a big mistake in trading away Sam Darnold to take Zach Wilson. Because he's going to just fill the role of a rookie that needs to learn. He's just going to be... Zach Wilson is probably going to come in and be the Sam Darnold of his first two years. Yeah. And and even the last year. Like, Trust me, in that draft class with Sam Darnold... You know, we're just going to jump right into the Sam Darnold thing because I know you and I have differing viewpoints. I watched Sam Darnold, and I know I told you about it. I said Sam Darnold throws a lot of picks in college. He doesn't he doesn't seem to understand how to read a defense. He seems like he's not steady. He's not the guy that knows what he wants to do on any given play. And I feel like he's done that in the NFL. That's exactly what's happened. And I, before you say it, because I know you're going to say it, Adam Gase did not help him at all. Absolutely not. I will admit that 100%, but I don't think it's, I don't think he's the guy that should have been drafted third overall. So my rebuttal to that is, I don't think you can, like, I don't, I don't think you can take what he had done over the last couple years and just throw that and be like, okay, this is who he is because he never had a chance. He, he literally never had a chance. Adam Gase is fucking worst head coach in the goddamn league. Hey, he never had any weapons. He Pey- never had a good line. Peyton Manning liked him. Okay. I don't care. <laughs> like, I'm not saying Sam Darnold is going to go into Carolina, be a world beater, turn into this superstar quarterback. That's not that's not what I think. But I feel like he should be given a clean slate. I feel like you should be able to look at where he came from, how it all went down, and be like, 
all right, you get a pass. We're just going to start over. As, as much as I dislike Sam Darnold, and I've always disliked Sam Darnold, I'm not going to change my mind. As much as I dislike Sam Darnold, it was the wrong decision to move on from him, a struggling quarterback that doesn't have the experience to turn a team around with bad coaching. It was the wrong decision to move away from him and fuck up another quarterback. See, I agree with you, but in a different way. Like, I agree that they should have kept him. Like, you sit there at two, you take Penny Sewell, you get that offensive line right, you get him help, you get him weapons, you give him the best opportunity to succeed in a system, probably the basically the Shanahan system from San Francisco coming in and being a very quarterback-friendly system. It, it fits his skill set, too. Right, so... His very limited skill set, but it fits his skill set. Come on, he's better than you think he is. He's not as good as you think he is. Probably not, but he's not as bad as you think he is. I don't. I don't know. I'd. I'd like. Let's have a fair, a nice wager here. Okay. We're not betting any money. We're just betting for pride. I believe Carson Wentz will have a better season than Sam Darnold this year. Because that was our big argument. We had a big argument earlier this year. Yeah. But that you have no belief in um, Carson Wentz. And I, I have Car- no belief in Sam Darnold. I think Carson Wentz is broken. I don't think so. I. There were so many things that... Take the bet. Let's go. I mean, yeah. Like You're in? Yeah. You think Sam Darnold will have a better season than Carson Wentz. I think Carson Wentz will have a better season... And when we do this, we'll take into account stats and record of the team because right. I, I, think I think expectation needs the, to have the, the some Panthers sort of... are obviously not as good of a team as the Colts are, so right. we'll, we'll take that into account as well. Well, I well I think expectation too because I feel like the expectation for Carson Wentz is he's going to come in and be very good. I think that's the expectation. I'd like to go on the league expectation and not the team expectation. Well, even then, like, I feel like I think, that's the expectation. He's going to come in. Frank Reich is going to fix him. I think he, their he, expectation is he's going to be about average. I don't think so. I really don't. I, I think I think everybody's going to think that he's just going to go back to what he was in 2017. Frank Reich, you know, getting the band back together. Well, then I guess I'm not as high on Carson Wentz as I thought I was. Doing that whole thing. That's where I feel like every like the league is at though, because like that's where I see him. But I don't I don't think the league was necessarily like that. I think a lot of people were shocked when they traded for him. Like I think a lot of people went, "Wow, you traded a first round pick? Why would you do that?" So I I just feel like the at least the press think he's going to be about average, and Sam Darnold the press probably thinks he's going to be below average, slightly below average. Because he has Joe Brady now. Which I do really, like, I, I do want to say about Sam Darnold in Carolina. I love that. I do not. Like, I love him in Carolina. Like, Joe Brady made Joe Burrow a superstar. The reason Joe Burrow was a superstar was because Joe Brady's system works with a guy who stands and delivers. But we've never... Sam Darnold never had a chance to do that. Like I, I, I really, I really feel like Sam Darnold could be successful in Carolina. 
because of the weapons around him, their offensive line is fine. I mean, they still got Christian McCaffrey. They still got Robbie Anderson. They still got DJ Moore. And with Joe Brady making a system for Sam Darnold instead of... I don't think he'll make Sam, a system. No, no, no. Instead of Sam Darnold being thrown into Adam Gase's system. Like, I, 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 trust, I trust the coaching staff to in Carolina to mold the system more around Sam Darnold than what happened in New York. Like, I, I feel like Adam Gase had his system and that's what it was. And you just had to adapt to his system. Whereas I feel like in Carolina, it's probably going to be a little more like the system is going to adapt to the player. And I feel like that, that makes for a more successful like like it's going to work better like it's going to be easier to be successful if you're kind of molding around each other rather than just a player thrown into a, a role i i'd like to say you're right because i think he'll i think he'll be better than he was at new york I, i'd like to make that clear before we go into this i He's absolutely going to be better than New York. If he's worse, good God, cut that guy immediately and just send him off to be a janitor at some high, some high school. Like absolutely. the dude does not That's belong fine. to be in the NFL if he's worse than what he was at the Jets. Where you're wrong is the Jets didn't have a system. There was nothing there. They they called plays that work on a whiteboard but don't work against a team across the field. And but then that's kind of making I'm argu- my point though. Yeah, I'm arguing your point a little bit. But also Joe Flacco came in and he was just as good if not better than Sam Darnold and that's bad. I mean Sam Joe, don't get me wrong, Joe Flacco not good either. Okay, but but then, but, but taking that logic how is Carson Wentz going to come to the Colts and be better than he was last year, which last year he was one of the worst in the league. Oh, he's, how was he going to be better than last year? Yeah. So like, if you're saying that Sam Darnold was, you know, the way he was because like, well, he's the way he was because he doesn't know how to make decisions. He doesn't know how to, and this goes back to when I first scouted but him. But what did Carson Wentz do last year that makes you think, oh, he can still make decisions? He didn't want to be there. You think Sam Darnold wanted to be in New York? So I think the difference is Carson Wentz tried to force his way out. I think Sam Darnold is legitimately not a good football player. And I've, I've thought that the entire time. But Carson Wentz tried to get out because they drafted his replacement. And then they benched him and played his replacement. It's a different situation. Right. It's a different situation. I'm not saying that Carson Wentz will be better compared to himself than Sam Darnold compared to himself. I'm saying Carson Wentz will be better than Sam Darnold. That is my opinion on this. I'm not saying compared to what they were last year. I'm saying Carson Wentz will be better than Sam Darnold. A better just quarterback in general. So, like, it it has nothing to do with who they were before. But also, I'd like to point out that Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz 
literally did not talk while Carson Wentz was the starting quarterback for two weeks during the season. Yeah, it was a terrible situation. That I'm is not ta- bad. I'm not taking away anything about how horrible it was in Philly for Carson Wentz. But I don't know. I I, I, I don't know. We got the bet. The people will hold us accountable. I will hold myself accountable. You know I'm, I'll hold myself accountable. I don't back out. And I now, own up to the Kyle Lolettas. And now we have recording of it. We got proof. We got all that. We're in it, man. I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to show that Carson Wentz isn't as bad as the worst player in the league. <laughs> He's got a lot of work to do. I think you missed that I just called Sam Darnold the worst quarterback in the league right there. I I did make that for that statement. I I'm going to change that. Ben Roethlisberger might be the worst quarterback in the league right now. Oh, he's not great. Oh, God, he's so old. He's so old. He just needs to retire. Well, after those long rants, I'd just like to say thanks for stopping by. Thanks for listening. Again, give us your feedback if you have any. Um, I feel like we should probably say the probably plug our pluggables. The Twitter page. So we're on Twitter at football hole. Nailed it. Um, our Gmail account it's wateringholefootball at gmail dot com. Um, we have a Facebook page, uh, Watering Hole Football Podcast. Uh, it, it just let us know if there's anything that we can do better. Absolutely, reach out to us, and I want to hear you guys' takes on. On our thoughts about these quarterbacks too. Like I want, I want to get some other people's feedback because I feel like we had some opinions here that probably aren't the same as a lot of people around. So, yep. And at Anchor FM slash Watering Hole Football Podcast, you can also send us a voice message, and we might be able to figure out how to play it on the next podcast. But no promises. But uh, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you all next time. Thanks. Peace. <laughs>